Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey guys, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and we are hanging out today talking about your fat loss goals, giving you the tools that you need to make this year the year that you achieve your highest potential and reach those fat loss goals that maybe you haven't been able to execute on over the years. We have a pretty standard format on the show. We talk about a mainstream myth or a common weight loss challenge, often common challenges that you all have sent in to me and asked that we talk about. We go into the facts or the solution and always end with practical implementation strategies so that you can start to make progress right now, today. We aren't just talking about theory. We aren't just talking about ideas. I want to make sure that with every single episode, you are walking away with tips, tricks, strategies, ideas to put into practice right away that can make a difference in your life and that can move you towards your fat loss goals. That's always what we're shooting for here on the show, and today is going to be no different. Today we're going to talk about fruit, and that might seem like an odd choice because I know I talk a lot about the 80-20 rule and how 80% or more of your results will come from 20% or fewer of your efforts, but Fruit might seem like it doesn't fit into that major problem category, but it kind of does. It isn't, fruit isn't something that is going to make people fat or keep them from reaching their goals, but it isn't as straightforward as it appears. And the sugar found in fruit, called fructose, can really hold you back from reaching your goals and can cause major, major health problems. So we are going to dive into that. We're going to talk about fruit itself and how it can be a challenge and how we can keep it from being a challenge. And then we're going to talk in detail specifically about the sugar in fruit known as fructose because fructose is now very, very common in processed foods. Here's one of the biggest challenges. People have always viewed fruit as a healthy snack. So our perspective on fruit hasn't really changed, but fruit itself has changed. It hardly resembles the fruit that our grandparents enjoyed. It's not the same in flavor, it's not the same in size, and it's not the same in nutrient composition. Fruit has changed, but we haven't changed the way we view it. 
Not only that, but we have taken fructose, the powerful sweetener, the natural sugar found in fruit, and we've basically started using it for evil. Evil that is making us very sick and potentially very unhealthy, and very few people are talking about it. Why? Because fructose is great for big business. It's great for the food industry. It's inexpensive and it's addictive, right? It doesn't make you feel satisfied. Fructose doesn't trigger our satiety signals. And that's why when we eat processed foods, we find that we can just eat and eat and eat and eat and never really feel satisfied. When it comes to primal or paleo philosophies, fruit is a little bit of a slippery slope. In the Paleolithic era, fruit was not available year round. Sure, our ancestors enjoyed fruit when it was in season, but that was a very short season. And during that season, all foods were more abundant. And so they would eat in excess so that they would store fat for famine in the winter when there wasn't as much of an abundance, right? Fruit and the sugar within fruit, which is fructose, is uniquely qualified for the job of storing fat. But not only that, fruit as recently as 80 to 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, never mind in Paleolithic days, is very, very different from what fruit is now. Years ago, there was far less sugar in fruit and a lot more fiber. Generally speaking, there was a lower overall calorie load in fruit than there is now. We're going to talk specifically about fructose, the sugar in fruit, but before we do, I want to talk about how our fruit has changed dramatically over the past few decades. First of all, it's available year-round, right? We no longer have this seasonality that nature intended. No matter what time of year, you can find pretty much any fruit in your average grocery store. Apples, grapes, citrus, kiwis, no matter the time of year, you walk into the grocery store and there it is. It doesn't matter that it was picked long before it was ripe and sat on a truck for a week, slowly breaking down the nutrient profile. It's right there for you in the grocery store to pick up, put in your plastic bag, take home and enjoy. The big produce giants who grow fruit year round, like the doles of the world, understand this. Their goal, the goal of these producers is revenue, money. Their goal is not to create the most nutritionally dense, delicious fruits and vegetables. They make decisions to maximize their revenue, their money, their profit, the dollars in their pocket. They want fruit to grow faster. They want it to grow year round. They want it to be available across the country and they want it to be bigger and prettier. So what does that mean for us as we eat these off-season fruits, or even in-season fruits, really. It really doesn't make much of a difference. The fruit, and this is true of vegetables too, but we're talking specifically about fruit today. The fruit has far fewer nutrients than it did decades ago, never mind thousands of years ago. And this is for a number of reasons. First of all, the fruit is picked long before it's ripened because it has to have that transit time and sit on a grocery store shelf. So why does it matter? What, what impact does that have on us that the fruit is picked long before it's ripe? Well, it has less time to absorb nutrients from the soil and less time to develop nutrients in itself. So 
generally speaking, we are seeing fruit that has a much lower nutrient profile because we aren't giving it the time it needs to develop. Also, these fruits that we're consuming, in order for them to grow year-round, they're generally crossbred and hybridized to maximize size and appearance. So you might pick up a huge apple and think, ooh, this is going to be so nutritious, right? There's, it's a bigger apple, so there's more nutrients in it. But that's actually not true. The way that they hybridize and breed these fruits is to increase what they call the dry matter. They're making it bigger and prettier by increasing the dry matter, which means you get more water and more sugar. You're not getting more fiber. You're not getting more nutrients. You're actually getting less. So when you see these fruits like, oh, this is this gorgeous, huge apple or this gorgeous, huge orange, they are carefully bred to increase the dry matter giving you more of what you don't need, more of the sugar, more of the water, right? There was a study done back in the early 90s or late 80s comparing the nutrient profile of fruits and vegetables then to just 20 years earlier, and the nutrient composition had dropped as much as 90%. Some nutrients had dropped 20 to 30%. Some nutrients had dropped as much as 90%. So the fruits we're looking at now are not the same. They really are much more uh, water and sugar than the nutrients that we are expecting in them. The crops are also being grown in nutrient-depleted soil. In a perfect world, see, crops wouldn't be planted over and over and over again in the same soil because after harvest, they would want the soil to rest and recover so it can regenerate the nutrient composition of the soil. But remember that the producers are out for revenue first. They'll plant crops over and over and over in the same soil, which is very nutrient depleted, so that there are fewer nutrients from the crop uh, in the soil for the fruit to absorb. So not only is it having less time overall to absorb the nutrients because it's being picked before it's ripened so that it has time for transit and time to sit on a grocery store shelf without rotting, but also there are just fewer overall nutrients in the soil to begin with because they're not, they're not emphasizing this best practice of allowing the nutrients in the soil to regenerate by giving that soil a break. Not to mention the pesticides and herbicides that they're treating these crops with. That's a whole nother story. The bottom line, though, is that our food has changed and we have to change and adapt with it. It doesn't mean not eating fruit or not eating vegetables. As far as practical implementation goes, if we were to only buy locally grown, seasonal, organic fruits and organic vegetables, we would naturally be following the pattern that's intended for fruit, and that would go a long way towards keeping us healthy. Besides, it would also support our local growers who are trying to be more responsible, producing seasonal fruits and vegetables, and avoiding the herbicides and pesticides that can really wreak havoc on our health and our hormones. All right, let's talk about fructose. Fructose is the sugar found in fruit, and that's where the real trouble comes from. Fructose is the sweetest, the sweetest of all naturally occurring carbohydrates. It is sweeter than glucose. 
And because of this intense sweetness, the food industry has basically adopted it, fructose, as an additive to enhance sweetness naturally. And they did this via the development of high fructose corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Obviously, it is derived from fructose, and the reason that they did this is because it's very inexpensive, and it is extremely sweet, extremely sweet, more sweet than glucose. Glucose. Fructose nowadays is hardly limited to fruit. High fructose corn syrup is found in almost all processed food products. It's used both as a sweetener and to help extend the shelf life. As far as shelf life goes, you know, I like to say to my clients when they're asking about convenience options, if something has a long shelf life, it is probably borrowing from yours. So high fructose uh, corn syrup is found in almost every processed food that there is. Get this. This blows my mind. This is insane. The number one source of calories in the standard American diet, the number one source of calories High fructose corn syrup. That means that if you look at the average American, most of their calories, more than any other nutrient, more than any other nutrient are coming from high fructose corn syrup. That is because, get this, this one will blow your mind too. 90 cents of every dollar spent on food in this country is on processed foods. 90 cents of every food dollar spent in the United States is on processed foods. And remember that nearly all of your processed foods contain high fructose corn syrup. You can find high fructose corn syrup in soda, cookies, soup. You find it in yogurt, in salad dressings, in bread, in cereals, in protein shakes, in protein bars, in ketchup, in most bacon, in peanut butter, mustard, beer. I mean, you can see... It's not just the things that you would think of like soda or candy bars. It's in almost everything that is processed. If you are eating processed foods, you pretty much cannot escape high fructose corn syrup. Even a lot of foods that make you feel like they are quote unquote healthy and even employ healthy tags or uh, phrases or badges on their packaging contain high fructose corn syrup. And it's a little confusing because initially, fructose was hailed as this healthy, beneficial sweetener with positive health implications. And that's totally untrue. But there is a reason that the food industry came to that conclusion, other than the fact that it's cheap and they had to make it work for themselves. But anyway, glucose, right, which is a different sweetener, a different type of sugar, glucose can be used by any cell in the body for energy. Any cell in the body can energize itself using glucose. But fructose must be metabolized by the liver. When you eat foods that contain glucose, they're broken down and the glucose goes to your bloodstream, raising your blood sugar. Fructose skips that part. It doesn't have that same metabolic process where it ends up in your bloodstream so it doesn't raise your blood sugar in the same way. Fructose goes straight to your liver because the liver is the only place where fructose can be metabolized. And that sounds like a great thing, like, oh, gee, it's not going to raise my blood sugar. From everything Elizabeth says, that, might, that must be good. It's actually not. It's not that simple. Get this. Fructose is the most, the most lipogenic carbohydrate, the most capable of being converted to fat. 
in plain English, when compared to all other carbohydrates, all other carbohydrates, fructose is the most easily and the most readily converted to fat. Hello, that is bad news. With the fructose load in the standard American diet between processed foods and fruit, the liver easily gets overloaded by how much fructose we're introducing it to, uh, to it, and it converts that fructose very quickly and very efficiently to fat. You got to remember that, I mean, the liver is an incredibly important organ. It's got life-protecting work to do to keep you healthy, to keep you alive, to keep you from becoming toxic, right? When you bog it down with the job of metabolizing fructose, it can't do the rest of the stuff. Plus, you'll remember from previous episodes that I'll link to in the show notes that storage space in the liver for glucose or fructose is very limited, right? It's very, very limited. It is a generally small storage space. So when the storage is full for fructose or glucose, it very quickly converts that fructose to fat and stores it right there in your liver, right there in your liver. That is why. That is why we have a massive epidemic of fatty liver disease in this country. We are seeing it in kids. This is a disease that used to be reserved primarily for alcoholics, and it's now reaching epidemic levels, not because of alcoholism. It's reaching epidemic levels even in kids because of our ridiculous consumption of processed foods and high fructose corn syrup. Animal studies that look at animals who are regularly fed high fructose corn syrup, the way us humans regularly consume it with processed foods, and their livers look like the livers of extreme ravaging alcoholics. This is serious, serious stuff. Fructose is the single most lipogenic carbohydrate, the most likely to be stored as fat. And it gets worse. It gets worse. I hate to break it to you, but it gets worse. Unfortunately, the silver lining is just stop eating processed foods. Stop eating processed foods. But anyway, before we get to that, fructose, the sugar in high fructose corn syrup and naturally occurring in fruit in lower quantities, encourages your muscle cells and your fat cells to be insulin resistant. Fructose encourages your muscle cells and your fat cells to become insulin resistant. You remember that insulin dictates whether you're in fat storing mode or fat burning mode, and I'll link to episodes where we've talked about that in more detail in the show notes at primalpotential.com. But when your muscle and your fat cells are insulin resistant, that encourages fat storage, it accelerates fat storage, and it makes fat burning much more difficult. So fructose is going to make that process much harder. Now get this. Fructose, the sugar that we're talking about in high fructose corn syrup, naturally occurring in fruit, is 20 to 30 times more glycating than glucose is. What does that mean? I said fructose is 20 to 30 times more glycating than glucose. What does that mean? We've talked about uh, in our insulin episodes how excess sugar in your body can bind to proteins and form what are called advanced glycation end products. The acronym for these guys is AGES. So excess sugars bind to proteins in your body and they form AGES, which is a totally appropriate acronym uh, because they do age you. These advanced glycation end products massively accelerate the aging process. They cause wrinkles in your skin. They destroy the collagen in your skin, which is what keeps your skin um, healthy and taut and youthful. 
They cause neuropathy or numbness and tingling in your hands and feet. In just about every way, these advanced glycation end products accelerate the aging process and fructose has 20 to 30 times more glycating potential than glucose does. So high fructose corn syrup is literally aging you rapidly. It's aging you rapidly because fructose has 20 to 30 times more glycating potential than glucose. And finally, and you might have noticed this yourself personally, fructose does not trigger satiety signals the way other sweeteners do. If you think about it when it comes to fruit, why can you eat an entire watermelon in one sitting? Like you can just chow and chow and chow and chow and chow and never feel full. It's because fructose does not trigger satiety signals. Back when, you know, in the age of our Paleolithic ancestors, this was perfect because they could gorge on fruits and berries when they were in season and store excess fat for winter when there wasn't as much food available. But this isn't good for us, right? And this is part of the reason that processed foods feel so addictive. They have a a high concentration of high fructose corn syrup. So these calories coming from sugar, they're not going to trigger your satiety signals. That's why you can sit with a bag of cookies and just mindlessly stuff your face and never feel satisfied. Yet when you eat, uh, say, chicken or uh, eggs, you do get that satiety signal. Fructose does not trigger satiety signals the way that other things do, even the way other sweeteners do. This is bad. Accelerated fat storage, slower fat release, and no satiety signals. When it relates to practical implementation and what you should do, and if you're confused here, I am not saying that fruit is bad. I am not saying that fruit is bad. However, we should not look at it as this holy grail of nutrition because the nutrient profile is just not what it was. We have to treat fruit as what it is. It is a carbohydrate, okay? It is a carbohydrate. The building blocks of carbohydrates are sugars. And so we need to control our intake. Now, this isn't going to be a make or break factor. If you're somebody that has an apple and a cup of berries every day, is that going to make you fat? Is that going to fry your liver? No, it's not. But when you add to that a diet that heavily relies on processed foods, you're asking for trouble, So the most important thing that you need to take away from this is cut back on the processed foods. Honestly, you need to work towards kind of eliminating them altogether for optimal health and optimal fat loss, but you definitely want to cut them down and read labels, guys. Read the labels and look for things that you might not expect that have high fructose corn syrup in them. Sometimes when you go to buy like a ground meat product or a sausage or bacon, you're going to find high fructose corn syrup in there. When you're trying to make a good choice, you definitely don't want to sabotage yourself just because you're not aware of what all is in there. So step one is you've got to read your labels and become aware of how much high fructose corn syrup you're going to introduce to your system. The goal is none. It's not good for you. It is not good for you. And if you're thinking, oh, but I just really love cookies and all those cookies have high fructose corn syrup. Dude, make your own. Make your own. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I hate spending time in the kitchen. It's such a pain, blah, blah, blah. I mean, how often are you going to make cookies? You know what I mean? You make them a couple times a month. You put them in the freezer. You pull one out when you want one. I mean, we're talking about an hour of time over a period of a month. Come on. And it's cheaper and it tastes better. And when you think about all these things, I mean, do you want to accelerate the aging process over 
you know, a kudos bar or whatever, it's just not worth it. So read the labels, look for high fructose corn syrup in places that you wouldn't necessarily expect it, like meats, like condiments, like salad dressings, like beverages, okay? You want to cut back on that significantly. Reduce your dependence on processed foods. Listen, everybody needs convenient choices every once in a while, but processed foods should not be a staple in your diet. Your fridge should be full. Your pantry should not be. If it has a long shelf life, it is probably borrowing from yours. And then as far as fruit is concerned, choose organic by locally grown seasonal fruit. Seasonal fruit, okay? And... Treat it as a carbohydrate. For fat loss, you will see best results when you limit your carbohydrate consumption, even from fruit, to either your dinnertime meal or post-workout. Your dinnertime meal or post-workout. So, all right, we're coming up on the 25-minute mark. We have covered a ton of stuff today. I hope this was helpful. If it was, share it with a friend. I'd love for you to let a friend know that this show is helping you out, teaching you something. If you want to revisit some of the topics we covered, you can go over to primalpotential.com. The show notes page is right there. You can search fruit and fat loss and the show notes page will pop right up and you can see all the information there. And as always, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review on the show. That helps iTunes know that this is a helpful, popular show, and they will display it to more people so that we can help more folks get healthy. And lastly, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on the show, something that's a struggle for you or a challenge, something you want some more information on, go ahead and leave a comment on the show notes page, or you can email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, and let me know how we can help you reach your goals, because that is what I am here for. So until next time, guys, stay healthy.